0: The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows is brought to you by the Starquest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please
1: visit sqpn.com/slash give. You're listening to Coffee and Comics, part of the Secrets of Movies and TV Shows podcast. We'll be talking about the hidden meanings and deeper layers of superhero movies and the great comic book stories they adapt. I'm Thomas Salerno, and today I'm joined by David Handlos.
2: Hello, David. Hello. Insert catchphrase here. Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's great.
1: (sighs) And Pat Mason. Hi, Pat. Howdy, howdy, howdy. And Andrew Hermes. Hello, Andrew. Hello. Pleasure to be here. And be sure to follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app or directory of choice. And you can find us on social media where we are at Facebook slash StarQuest Media or on Twitter where we are at SQPN or on Instagram where we are at StarQuest Network. And please do us a big favor by sharing the podcast with all your friends and especially any comic book fans, you know, out there in the world, because we're going to be talking about all kinds of cool topics. In the future. But for tonight's discussion, since in our sort of premiere episode, we did the state of the DC Extended Universe, I believe it's called. We are doing its more successful big brother, the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe, the state of the MCU, its future, all that great stuff. So uh, I actually wanted to start off our discussion tonight of kind of finding out what What's all our kind of backstory with Marvel? When did we first become interested in these characters? Uh, Andrew, what about you? Well, who who's your favorite Marvel character, and how did you first become aware of these awesome comic book heroes?
0: Uh, It's a great question. I mean, I I would say my introduction to Marvel was definitely Spider Man, and if I had to pick one favorite character, it would be Spider Man. I think the the very first comic I can remember. Uh, was having a Spider-Man, uh, Carnage comic, uh, Spider-Man Unlimited, uh, is my earliest memory of, of a comic that I actually read and, and got into. So my my love of comics started there, and then you know I got into Batman and you know Marvel. You know growing up, Marvel and DC wasn't really a thing that I thought about. You know as a kid, wh- whatever the differences were in the dynamic and how like there was there were different characters in each one, but the, you know in the comics, uh, if people don't know this, there there was actually a crossover between Marvel and DC from time to time. If you ever play like Marvel versus Capcom or, you know, there's a lot of crossover with Marvel and other <laughs> properties, too, in those video games, which I which I loved growing up. So, yeah, growing up, it was just like I just liked what I liked. And and Spider-Man and Batman were, were definitely my two favorite characters. Obviously, when when I got older and, and kind of rediscovered my love for comics like around college, you know, it was very much DC oriented. I got into, you know, like I mentioned in the last podcast, I get Watchmen and. Uh, Dark Knight um, Returns and all that. But I definitely got into the Marvel comics again when the MCU started. So now I read everything. Now, read, uh, So I'm still in love with Marvel to this day. So I, I, I still read plenty of Marvel, plenty of, uh, I like all Marvel properties. And growing up, the cartoons were big. So obviously the Spider-Man animated series, the X-Men animated series were, were uh, some of my favorite things watching growing up and um, ones I like to revisit from time to time. So that, that's sort of my history with with Marvel and how it started.
1: Yeah, I, I remember those cartoons. That was probably my introduction to the Marvel characters, especially the X-Men show. They were probably the first Marvel characters that I was aware of ever, like and and also Spider-Man. But I was too young. like I wasn't really aware they were part of the same universe, I guess. And like my interests leaned more towards like the the DC shows with Batman and Superman and stuff. But I did like the X-Men and I don't think I really... Got interested in Marvel comics until they they relaunched with their their ultimate line of comics in the early 2000s, which the the MCU is kind of heavily based off of the the ultimate line. I started reading Ultimate Spider-Man and The Ultimates, which was kind of like their version of the Avengers and I remember like I I, I was like a, a teenager. I was like 13 or 14 when those started coming out. And of course, being a teenager, I'm like, yeah, I want the more realistic, grounded stories, which is what <laughs> gritty, <laughs> you know, which is like what the some of the ultimate stories were trying to be. Now I look back on them and on some of them, like especially ultimate X-Men, I'm like, maybe it's a little bit too gritty, but. For for my tastes now, I'm a big fan of the Marvel characters, especially since the MCU movies of, oh, that and playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the video game nice. helped me like immensely with learning all the names of the characters and who they were, you know, being more of a DC guy. I love those on the uh, the the PlayStation 2. I think the first couple were, I love those games. But uh Pat, how about you? What's your history with the Marvel Universe?
3: Yeah. So, you know, comics for me until I got a little bit older were about the artwork and I don't know what it is. I don't know. um, I couldn't point to the artist because I'm bad with names, but for some reason, the cover art for Marvel comics, when I first came into collecting comics was way cooler (laughs) to me than most of the DC stuff. And so that is what I gravitated towards. So I I, it's funny. I look through my uh, comic book collection and at the beginning of it, there's just this hodgepodge of like random stuff. It's mostly like X-Men and Iron Man and occasionally a couple other uh, Spider-Man comics, but it, it was just like whatever I thought was cool. And I've always been kind of a into machines and kind of a gearhead. So the Iron Man stuff always kind of spoke to me. And then like one of my personality traits is I'm a collector um, as you can see by some of the game series on the wall behind me that I have, like I had to get every yep. <laughs> every one in that line of of whatever. And Marvel came out with these card collectors that you could get, you know, kind of like baseball cards, but they were for the the heroes. And I collected those things like mad. And <laughs>
0: yeah, me too. I still have some of mine.
3: <laughs> yeah, and so I knew all about the Marvel universe without ever having really read any of the right. comics. Yeah. <laughs> And then the, the shows came out, right? And the X Men came out, and that was, of course, in my, um, you know, the hyper angsty middle school years where you feel like an outsider and you just want to belong somewhere. And it just, you know, it sort of wrapped uh-huh. me up in all of that. So then I started actually reading the comics, <laughs> and and X Men was probably the first one I really read. And interestingly enough, one of the first series I collected was the Infinity War series, the big crossover Infinity War event. But I was still mostly interested in the artwork and the collection aspect of it. So I would, like, rush to the comic store to find, does this one have the little token on it that says it's part of the Infinity War? Oh, that I'll yeah. Buy. You know, I don't care. <laughs> I've never heard of Moon Knight in my life, but I'm buying this comic because <laughs> it has the little the, the thing, the crossover symbol. And, you know, and then eventually, Death of you know, Superman came out, and I actually read one of the events and I was like, Oh, this is really cool. (laughs) Go back and read the infinity war. But then Marvel came out with civil war. And that for me was just the ultimate awesomeness because it was taking all of these characters whose comics I had never really read, but who I knew because of the cards and because of the TV shows and whatnot and, and mash them up in this huge war that was actually asking a really pertinent question i thought which was like you got all these masked people running around and collateral you know average everyday citizens die because of that and like what's the repercussions like what happens like how does the government deal with this so was a really cool question i love that and i went through a phase in college like after so that was like near college and then i'm sorry i'm giving my life story here but <laughs> <laughs> i went through a, a phase in college where i struggled with alcohol And um, some of my friends kind of pulled me out of that. And it was a very, you know, grace of God sort of a thing. And I remember one of my friends getting me the Demon in a Bottle series from Iron Man and reading through that and really kind of like, and it's funny because Iron Man was one of the first comics I collected, but I never really read his stories. And that kind of brought me into, you know, who Tony Stark was and what his struggles were. And of course, at the time I was an aerospace engineer that was investigating getting also into nuclear engineering. So the whole concept was really cool. (laughs) Like what Tony Stark did and Iron Man. And then the movie came out and I was like, well, this is just phenomenal. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's, 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 I guess that's my journey (laughs) within the Marvel, the Marvel space. I really identify with what you said
1: about just picking up comics because you like the cover because that, that just happened to me today. I was at my local thrift store. And when you just walk in, they have a bunch of bins full of just kind of loose issues of comics from, like, I think they, mostly the 80s and the 90s. I, I guess someone had, like, just dumped their whole collection to the thrift store. But anyway, I just picked up a bunch of random issues of, like, Excalibur and, like, X-Force just beca- just because Nightcrawler or Beast was on the cover. And they're two of my favorite X-Men. So I'm like... I I like these characters are on the cover I am I'm taking this comic so I I still have that kind of that impulsive collecting habit too. David, what about you? What's your uh what's your
2: Marvel story? Well, my Marvel story probably starts with as a someone who was born in 79, so I basically had two options when I was a little kid. I could either watch Super Friends or I could, or I could watch Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. And I kind of gravitated towards Spider-Man because after the first couple episodes, you notice that the heroes on the Super Friends were pretty much, they are pretty much interchangeable. Like, you know, the, you could give each other the, you, know, you could just swap out power. They're, they're the same, mean you know, the same people, no matter what. And everything was always, <laughs> everything was always fine at the end of the episode. But with uh, the Spider Man, even even though it was a kids' cartoon, really his life kind of sucked for a lot. So I mean, he, like he, <laughs> even, even even for a kids even oh, yes. for a kids' cartoon, he just never nothing ever totally went right for him. Yeah, he he, he like you know they'd kind of have a mostly happy ending, but like at, at the end of the episode, but he never nothing ever really went totally his way. And um, growing up uh, in minor life story, but like you know, I I grew up on a. Mil- uh, I was born in Fort Riley, Kansas. After my mom got on the military, my dad got a job teaching on base. So even though we weren't in the military, we were kind of in the military cuz if you're if you live in in or around a military base, kids keep going in and out every every couple of years. So there isn't ta- there, there isn't this whole uh well, I've grown up with these friends all my life. That's like you, the cast of characters constantly changes, so it's like everyone's be, everyone's an outsider. Everyone feels kind of like there's no one. Um, basically, uh, Marvel Comics didn't just speak to me, but a bunch of a bunch of other uh, my friends too, because we kept everyone was from all all walks of life and constantly moving in and out of the base. So uh, that uh, Marvel Comics uh, seemed to match our lives a bit more. So that was. By the time the X Men came out, X Men cartoon came out in the nineties. That that totally hit all of us right where we lived. We're like we're all kind of, we all felt kind of uh, like outcasts already. And these guys are guys who are just, you know, they don't fit in anywhere. They have powers, but some, frankly, some some of them make their lives worse, like you know, Cyclops or <laughs> Nightcrawler or Beast. And they're like, I have powers, but I can't really go out on a date. Superman doesn't <laughs> have that problem, so. um so pretty much the eighties and nineties were all about Marvel for me. I finally started reading DC. I, I picked, I picked up DC like, you know, during the death of Superman and, and would read some stuff. And I really, it really caught on to me like later in the late nineties and the two thousands. But yeah, pretty much I started collecting a on Spider-Man because he was the first one I ever got that, you know, from the, I felt like he, he you know he kind of hit the teenage i think that if I, I remember reading somewhere i think that's what stan lee was aiming for he wanted some he wanted a teenager that was just like had all the same problems and like yeah that's pretty much that that, that pretty much spoke to me but so in the 90s though yeah, there were so many different spider-man books it was almost too much yeah, it was like four or four different series going at one time yeah so i just could i could not keep up actually for a while there was this uh it, they keep trying to relaunch it but there was it in the nineties there was actually a comic book series called The New Warriors that came out. It was it basically, if I wanted to sum it up, it was the closest thing in the nineties that Marvel had to the Teen Titans. Because they were but they were pretty much the sidekicks or also rands or whatever of more established heroes. team. like instead of Namor they had Namorita, like his cousin and the whole bunch of other heroes who didn't quite make teen teen air er- heroes that didn't quite make the cut and they would try to do the right thing, but sometimes they screwed up uh, a lot, actually. They even accidentally got on the wrong side of a civil war in another country and had an answer for that. But it's, uh, they did like, you know, it, it really kind of, I mean, they, it didn't, wasn't in the civil war level, but they had like, they had like consequences to their actions. Like, oh, Spider Man's always my favorite, but Marvel always had a, this whole range of very interesting, weird, uh, quirky characters that DC finally started doing later on, but this Marvel did it first that's that's my history
1: next question I want to ask is an interesting one with regards to the MCU because like when when the MCU burst onto the stage what was that 2008 was Iron Man it changed everything superhero movies were never the same after that and there's been a ton of great MCU movies a few stinkers but they usually especially in the first (laughs) what is it three or four uh, we, actually, which which phase are we on now? Phase four, right? I think it's phase four or five.
3: Yeah, I think Secret War is going to start five, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy okay. Volume Three was the end of four, but I could be
0: wrong. <laughs> right. I think yeah. uh, King Dynasty is going to end four, and then okay. And I think Fantastic Four is going to start five. Oh wow. Don't quote me on that though, but I think Oh okay. I remember the the whole visual thing when they announced it. I think that's how it went. Yeah. But it the thing changes every like 6 months. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I'll I'll get into that a these bit days. later,
3: but yeah.
1: Yeah, but like that those first that first arc, the, the the Thanos arc, the Infinity War story. They were almost batting a thousand all the time. But I want to ask you guys, what is your favorite MCU movie or streaming series whatever
0: to to date which is your favorite one I know it's a hard question but because there are so many good ones it's it's really not hard for me it's well might be hard because it's hard to pick between the two it's Infinity War and Endgame I mean it's probably (laughs) I know it's probably like an easy answer but you know I think we we touched upon this uh in the the DC podcast that we did when we're talking about our favorite movies I think you know just we're never gonna we're probably never going to see movies like that infinity war and end game in our lifetime. I mean, the sort of culmination of 26 movies and whatever it was, uh, leading up to this whole big event. And and they really like knocked it out of the park. I think the majority of people would agree. I mean, it was so, they were so very well received and, you know, infinity war was, was such a great accomplishment because, you know, they had a lot riding on Thanos. I mean, they've been setting up Thanos since phase one. You know, basically, and to capture that performance, like everything with, you know, Josh Brolin's performance and the, the, the the CGI, like it, it, I think it was perfect timing where the CGI was to a level where you could have Thanos as basically the main character of the film. And he's the one that wins in the end, right? So, yeah, (laughs) just that's what made that movie compelling too, is like just seeing it from that perspective and then just having all these characters that we've, uh, grown attached to because of their with their solo films and and crossover films, it, the the stakes were just so high and and the the sort of emotional response was just there was no cinematic cinematic experience uh, that I could compare it to because again it's like twenty some odd movies leading up to this and then you you with Endgame you have like just every character you could think of you know when they're coming out of the portals and and you have all these moments where you know. Cap uh, has Thor's hammer and, and oh so good yeah it's like <laughs> so the whole theater so I'll never good. forget like that experience in the theater when that happened yeah you know where everyone just erupted and, and you know obviously with, with Tony making the, the ultimate sacrifice the sacrifice at the end I was just like sobbing like a baby those those are you know if I had to pick one I would maybe lean a little towards Infinity War because I, I, I like I just like how they handled Thanos' character in that film Obviously, the Thanos we get in Endgame is a different one. But, I mean, obviously, Endgame kind of ended that, that saga so well. And, and the, I mean, I can't say it enough. I, I don't know how we're going to sort of achieve that sort of cinematic uh, achievement ever again. Mm. Because, you know, Marvel is going through, I know we'll talk about it, like they're going through a whole, now that the, the sort of core MCU characters are, are, are gone, you know, either dead or on the sideline, uh, or aged out like Cap or something like the now we're, we're, they're trying to sort of reset. And then DC obviously is doing the starting from scratch with, with, uh, James Gunn and, and Peter Safran, uh, going forward. So that's yet to be seen. So, you know, there's other movies I can mention like the first Iron Man, the, you know, the first Guardians. I really loved the Guardians three that just came out too. But I mean, ultimately, I think the, just the sort of, uh, what they accomplished with, with those two films is this, I don't know if we'll ever see it again. What about you, Pat? What's your, uh, what's your favorite?
3: It's just, it's so hard. Like, because I've been an Iron Man fan for so long and the, the first movie was just so good at the same time. I absolutely love Thor Ragnarok. Like so good. Every second. So of good. <laughs> <laughs> every second. Of and, you know, it's, it's one of the few films they got the rights to to use the music from Led Zeppelin because um, Led Zeppelin doesn't do that very often. There's there's it's only a handful of times they've ever let anybody use use their music, and that was like absolutely perfect, <laughs> like what they did with it. It, it. Yeah, it's hard not to talk about Infinity War and Endgame. Guardians of the Galaxy was just so so ridiculously good for being such a strange, out of the way comic, like. <laughs> series that nobody knew and yet it was this amazing movie yeah i i don't know i and then and then loki like every minute of that show i loved every minute of that show i love both you know everybody's performance on that show was so good (laughs) and the whole thing the introduction of kang all all the stuff at the end how they got there everything you know at the top of the heap is probably still iron man It, it when I when I sit down, you know, on my couch and I'm like I'm going to put on a Marvel movie and I don't care which one. It's oh, it's going to be um Iron Man or Thor Ragnarok
0: 9 times out of 10. <laughs> you
2: know,
0: it'll be it'll be one of those two. Yeah, it's unbelievable like what 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 they did that run that they had. And it's funny because they like Marvel struggled for so long to get
3: um, a studio to pick up their properties and do them how they wanted to do them you know with the Fantastic Four bombing so bad you know Spider-Man did well Tobey Maguire you know just alright to heck with this we're going to form our own movie studio and we're going to do it ourselves and we're going to do Iron Man who was you know he's not the X-Men he's not Spider-Man he's not the main guy and then to pull it off only only people like me <laughs> were <who> <laughs> were really into machines and that kind of stuff were really into him so be able to drive forward with that character and um you know i've seen interesting um thoughts out there about how tony stark is really the villain <laughs> through a lot of it
0: well he, he i mean in the movies he he kind of thinks he is the villain you know obviously in in like age of ultron uh and in civil war he he kind of bears that that weight of you know, all the collateral damage, um, uh, all the weapons, you know, even in the first one, you know, he, he, he kind of has like that, that sort of, uh, uh, existential crisis. He's like, I'm, I'm just a weapons manufacturer and then my weapons get into the wrong hands. So yeah, yeah, I think that's a totally valid thing to a valid perspective to have, you know, to a degree, because Tony kind of feels that way about himself for much of the, much of much of his uh, life as an Avenger, He's trying to
2: protect the people that he put in harm's way. But I just want to pit, if I just want to, if I just want to watch a Marvel movie, it'll probably just be Phase One because they're enjoyable. But I don't have a whole lot of you know just enjoyable um, memories. But if you know, I really you know my my favorites are like uh, to agree with uh, to agree with you guys. My favorites are usually like the you know Avengers, Infinity War, and End Game. But I can't watch them that often because I, I get, like, all emotionally worked up and stuff. I'm like, I need, like. Oh, I know. It's like, <laughs> I don't have time to feel feelings right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? I, don't, I don't have time to get sad. I, don't, yeah. like, I, I just want I sort to of watch something real quick. Uh, I don't. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm not saying I cried when Spider, you know, Tony was holding Peter and Peter was turning into dust. Oh, <laughs> oh, I I'm just uh, not saying I, I didn't cry. Mm. I totally didn't cry. That was, yeah, me know, either. Yeah, yeah totally. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah.
0: No way. <laughs> Like I would, but
2: I would agree with Loki. I mean, like I put this the 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 streaming TV services on kind of a different tier. I really enjoy Loki. That's different. Like it's Loki's still not a good guy, but guy fun fun to watch. Yeah,
1: yeah, I kind of agree with you, David. That the ones I enjoy going back and rewatching the most are a lot of the Phase One movies and and Phase Two as well. I think. If if I were to define my favorite as the movie I watch the most on repeat, it's it's the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, as especially the first one. I, I just liked the first one. That was probably one of the, the most fun theater experiences that I've had in a while, because like uh, I remember when uh, so my, my brother and I always just had this tradition of going to see the MCU movies together and. He wasn't too keen on Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, I, I think they had been in one of the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games, but maybe like, but we we didn't really know who they were. I wanted to see it because it was a space opera, kind of outer space adventure. And my brother's like, I don't know. Like, he wasn't sold on the trailers. He he was just going along because it was our tradition to see these movies together, and we kind of wanted to be completionist about it. But after kind of the opening bit of the movie where Peter Quill loses his mom and then it transitions abruptly to that destroyed planet he's on and he's doing the Indiana Jones stuff, looking for artifacts and the song kicks in, you know, that, yep. You know, that moment when, when he turns the Walkman on and the song kicks in and the logo goes across the screen, my brother looks over at me and just says, I'm sold. And the rest of the movie was was a blast like that. J- just that memorable theater experience kind of made it one of my favorites that I always go back to that. And the Captain America movies, just because I, I really like like so many people. I love Captain America as a character. He's probably my favorite Marvel character. Yeah, I, I just love rewatching those movies and especially the and And that th- that'll kind of. Transition into my next question, actually. I'll come back to Cap in a minute, but did do you guys think that there's an underrated MCU film? And if so, which one is it?
2: If you guys don't mind like if you guys don't mind me saying the like I I know that I said they're separate, but I think uh Hawkeye, that Hawkeye miniseries, did not get it did not get much love. And I just thought I just found that one just be totally fun. Did it not only did it have Jeremy Renner in it, it had his wannabe replacement, who uh, Black Widow's sister, in there just because, and she she made for a fun a fun way to close it, and it was you got to see him actually fight with arrows a lot, and just or just fight a lot, and at this point, twenty something movies in, he's almost deaf. He is has to wear a hearing aids. He has to uh, he it's uh, he's he has some struggles with that, and but he's kind of kind of gave me a phase 1 vibe where it was like it was just the the world isn't going to end but it, man this is fun to watch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean a few a few come to mind. Um I th- I think the first Thor, you know, it was kind of like gets forgotten a lot. I mean, I th- I thought that was uh I remember when it came out it was just again, too familiar with the Thor character, like I knew him from a lot of the crossover events, but I, I you know, Thor was again like like sort of when when you you hear Iron Man is going to be made, it's like it's sort of like a a B list Marvel character, like a A minus at best, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> and, and and Thor is kind of kind of like that too. It's not, it's you know, he's not he's not Spider Man, so you know, he's not on that that level. But you know, we're getting introduced to these characters that that are where they're obviously building up to the Avengers, and you know, Iron Man was kind of made, you know, one way. Obviously, with with John Favreau directing it and and Robert Downey Jr. being very involved, like it had its own sort of style. Then you have Thor, which is like this sort of s- silly, ridiculous, like Shakespearean sort of mythological uh, storytelling in the modern world. Um, and you have you, you know you get like Anthony Hopkins in there it was just the perfect guy to to cast, you know, to, to kind of be like the name where Chris Hemsworth was sort of unknown uh, back then. You know, we have Natalie Portman in there, who was, who was well-known too. So I think they, they they hit like a good sort of formula with that film where the mix of, you know, the big stars like Anthony Hopkins and Natalie Portman, and then you're introducing Chris Hemsworth, and then obviously, blanking on the actor's name, but Loki's character too. You know, I, I think it was just uh, such a fun movie. I mean, it's not, again, it's not... A, Upper-tier Marvel, I mean, has like, uh, you know, what some of the early Marvel movies, even some of the later Marvel movies, too, they kind of suffer from a lame villain uh, and that sort of thing. But, I mean, just getting to know the characters and watching them chew up the scenery, you know, is just so ridiculous, like, the way they talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's... It, it, But it worked. It could have easily... It could. I mean, and obviously you get a Shakespearean director yeah. like Kenneth Branagh to handle it. That was, again, perfect choice. One of my
1: favorite little moments from the MCU is in that when Thor goes into the pet store and is like, I need a horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you know, it's a fish out of water sort of thing. And and it it, it totally worked. And um, we won't talk about <laughs> Thor of the Dark World, but the first Thor and, <laughs> and Thor Ragnarok <laughs>
1: I liked it when I first saw it. When I first it had saw its moments, it, I liked it, but I haven't really
0: rewatched it yeah.
3: since. I liked Thor: The Dark World. I don't. Care I
0: said the same thing says. about Thor: The Thunder. <laughs> um, I liked it when I first saw it, but yeah, I don't. I don't really go back to it, and uh, it's, it's it's. I guess it's kind of forgettable. But, but yeah, I'll give. I mean, uh, a lot of those first. I mean, uh, Thomas, I think you're probably leading up to it, but even the the first Captain America movie, I think. You know, is it's again very underrated and uh, deserves more love. And then a lot of people hate on Age of Ultron. I loved Age of Ultron. I thought it was, you know, I don't know why you know it gets all the hate it does. I mean, James Spader was perfect as as Ultron, and I thought uh, it was, you know, the whole uh, so good, the storyline surrounding Sokovia and 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 all that. I thought, uh, and I thought Ultron was handled really well as as like a adversary and. and the whole like creation of vision. Yeah, it was, I thought age of Ultron was, was, was awesome. Uh, and, and I don't, I don't, again, I don't know why it gets some of the hate that it does get, but
1: that opening like fight montage thing where they're, 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 they're going up the mountain to fight Hydra and they're all doing their, like that, that opening
0: sequence to me was worth the ticket price for age of Ultron. I loved that. Oh Yeah. And then when, when it goes into slow motion and they're all kind of in their fighting poses. Yeah, it's totally exactly. a comic book come to yeah. life. Precisely. Yeah. Exactly. That, and that that's what I
1: love about so many of these Marvel movies. They're like comic books come to life, which is kind of like, yeah, what I was getting at. My my pick for, for one of the, the most underrated is Captain America, the first Avenger, which I and this is a movie that grew on me because I really didn't understand it when it came out. I'm a World War II buff. And I was expecting I guess I was kind of expecting Band of Brothers in the MCU like 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 grittier because like (laughs) I love Band of Brothers like that's one of my favorite television shows of all time.
2: Oh, yeah, it, it was I mean, it wasn't that gritty, but it did. It also didn't like. Make it look all no. hoorah and easy. And no, easy no, either. I, that, so it, it 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 did a decent job of. Point, I mean, yeah. if you if you read some of the old com- if you read some of the old like World War II comics, everything was like, hey, we're oh oh gosh, gee, we're we're gonna we we we're gonna beat the Nazis, and that's it. But it's it, it, they balanced. That, they did yeah, balance. I,
1: I agree. I, I think they they really struck a good balance with that movie of sh- with. with it, it wasn't jingoistic the way some of those older comics were. You know, and, but, but it still did a good job of incorporating some of the things that do make going back and reading some of those old World War II era comics a fun experience. Just the kind of zaniness of, of Red Skull as a villain, you know, comes straight out of one of those comics, you know, like the, he, you know, he rants at the screen. He's, he's, he's having a guy paint like a portrait of himself in one. <laughs> the sequence he's just like he he's, he's very much like a bond villain almost or like you know uh, but yeah it, i i i think that i didn't understand it when it came out i didn't understand what it was trying to be and that the sort of campiness of it hit the right tone and the more i watched it i just fell in love with it as i i think it's a great origin movie and the the mcu has done origin movies so many times and i still think captain america the first avenger is one of the best cuz you it really makes you root for this guy you know and 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 everything he's doing and yeah um oh there's 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 just so many even like i don't know i feel like even guardians 2 was not as well liked as the first one
0: yeah it's so good i love that movie right yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yes,
2: yes. Yeah. yeah, that was nice and random. That was or nice and Pac-Man random. Pac-Man yeah. cameo.
1: <laughs> For Star Lord becomes Pac-Man. That was just brilliant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what well, what are your guys' thoughts on the MCU post endgame? Because this is this is kind of my thing. I, I will confess I've somewhat fallen off like following the MCU, I, I, I don't religiously completionist watch everything they put out anymore. And it's almost like that, that emotional journey up until Endgame, for me, it kind of completed something where I'm like, oh, okay, the story's over. You know, and it's almost like everything else sort of seems like an unnecessary addendum. There, there are a few, like, things that they've put out that I've watched and I really liked. I mean, like, I loved No Way Spider-Man No Way Home. Brilliant movie. Loved it. You know, I I watched um uh, What If? the animated series. I really liked that. I enjoyed that a lot. And even um uh, uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I didn't really like get into like the villain storyline too much or like and some of some of the times it seemed a little bit slow, but I I enjoyed that for the most part. I liked seeing sam wilson take up the mantle of captain america i thought that was brilliant it's exactly what i wanted from his character arc
2: and i like the history of like they had they they brought in uh what is it, isaiah right the korean isaiah, war captain captain america. america the 50s yeah yeah so it was that was those are those are good good bits I, I i really like that too um sorry i, I was just trying to no go off yeah the side
1: absolutely and and having us agent
2: yeah
3: i love the introduction of us agent that was and I like that he and wasn't quick, quick rise. Yeah, and fall I like there. that.
1: He wasn't <sighs> just a cookie cutter, like evil cap. I like that. He's a complex character. Yeah, but I, I I guess what I'm getting at through my kind of like tang, tangential thoughts here is like, what what's your guys thoughts on how how the MCU has held up after Endgame?
3: OK, sorry. For me, it's been very hit or miss. Like you said, Spider-Man No Way Home. Phenomenal movie. I had kind of forgotten about that in my list of yeah. amazing movies. That'd be pretty far up there too. Um, <laughs> you know, WandaVision was abso- I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I so adored that show. So good. Um, I I adored the campiness of it. The you know speaking to all the old genres, moving through it. I you know I loved the theme of it, and and how it worked about grief and and love and loss and all that. So yeah, Agatha <laughs> all along. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and Loki was just so good, and then you know, you some of the other stuff like Black Widow was it was okay. I kind of felt like it should have been more, you know, for her character. Right. I'm trying to think of what, it, and um, I've, I've lost it. Some of the other movies that have come out, well, there was Eternals, like th- yeah, yeah, Eternals was a, a pretty hard miss in in my mind. It was okay. Thor: Love and Thunder. I think was a proof that you you should you should only do three movies, <laughs> you know, keep to the three movies. You know, Iron Man had three, Thor should have had three, <laughs> you know, Captain America got three, and I I've I've been hopeful because the last two movies, Quantum Mania and um, Guardians of the Galaxy, in my mind, that was sort of like Marvel has a chance here to really get things back on track. And and really move into the whole Kang storyline and make everything sort of start to bubble up and come together in the same way they did with the Infinity War stuff. And it's really whether or not these two movies can kind of set the use what's come before it a little bit and set kind of a baseline to build from there. I honestly think they did pretty good at it. I know Ant-Man Quantumania didn't get very good reviews, but I enjoyed the heck out of it In, in part. I think because it had a lot of Star Wars vibes to it. It, definitely did. <laughs> like yeah. it f- felt very much like a Star Wars movie. And then I, I saw Guardians last week and that was phenomenal. Yeah. I I only cried the one time. So, I, you know, <laughs> it was, but it was really, really, really good. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of hopeful, but it's been spotty. I think overall is what I'd say.
0: No, I, I mean, I think, I think we'd all be in agreement that it's after that. Initial run, the the Infinity Saga, as they as they call it, it's it's kind of been you know m- mixed at best. Again, I think they hit it with uh, those TV shows as far as like Wanda Vision and Loki. I also enjoyed uh, most of Miss Marvel, but obviously there were some misses. Uh, Moon Knight was kind of up and down. Uh, she Hulk was you know it was c- I enjoyed some episodes, but most of it I didn't really you know I thought it was kind of messy. Falcon and Winter Soldier, I agree. I, I enjoyed it for the most part, but I also have my issues with it. Yeah, I mean obviously the highlights Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, Shang-Chi was a huge highlight for me. Uh that, oh, that's that probably one's another, still on my we're back. About lot. Underrated movie. I have
1: to and but it looks great. Yeah.
0: Watch oh, it.
1: Oh, you
2: gotta watch a, it. It's it's the, really good. Marvel History helps, but you can watch it Yeah. In credits um, might be a little confusing, but you will you can you'll enjoy that no matter what.
0: I thought Shang-Chi was great and I and I I'm looking forward to seeing more of that character i mean there was doctor strange multiverse of madness i mean i enjoyed it for you know most part but it kind of was underwhelming i was expecting more out of it i think they they hyped that movie a little too much for what it was what they
3: did with wanda really irked me too because coming out of wandavision there was so much there and then they kind of made her into you know one of the so-so marvel villains and i'm like that's such a waste
2: Yeah. There's so yeah, much development no, totally. in that in that in that series, and then,
0: but yeah, I mean, Wakanda Forever, I really enjoyed, but you know, again, that's like, obviously, unfortunately, I'm not going to see the, the the original Black Panther character anymore. So it's kind of like a lot of chapters close, you know, and and it, it's 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 hard to kind of see, like, the light, you know, for Marvel going forward because they I think they're still trying to figure it out. Um, Again, I also, I also enjoyed Quantumania. I I don't, I don't think it deserves the, the sort of hate that it, that has gone. Um, and, and I really enjoyed Guardians, but again, Guardians, that's closing a chapter. So you can't really rely on, on those characters or, I mean, again, obviously you can't rely on James Gunn. Obviously he's got a, he's busy over at DC now. So there's just so much unknown. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff to look forward to, but it's like the confidence level is kind of like, you know, not it's it's again they're not banning a thousand anymore, so it's like we don't know how we're gonna, we don't know what, you know they still haven't announced what the heck they're doing with Right, X-Men. I
1: was just gonna mention uh, that. I was like, so, what yeah. are they bringing
0: the X Men? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Obviously, they're the sort of like Avengers level, like Infinity level of war event that they're building up to is Secret Wars, and obviously knowing Secret Wars, it's it's like you have to heavily rely on the X-Men characters and, you know, I know, I mean, I know Deadpool is going to have Wolverine in it, but that sort of seems like it's going to be sort of a standalone thing. You know, it's going to be part of the MCU, but we don't know. Again, we don't know what, how it's going to fit into the bigger picture, if at all. So, so yeah, there's, there's stuff I've enjoyed. I'm looking forward to seeing Loki season two, obviously. And then I love, uh, how they've handled, Kang's character and 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 Jonathan Majors' performance is amazing, but again with all the controversy surrounding him now, we don't know what's going to come of that. So, uh whether they're going to recast or or whatever. But um that's yet to be seen. So so yeah, I think the state of the MCU is like sort of it's everything's in flux. Um I think uh I think what they have going for it is is they still have like people are still going out to see the movies. I mean, Guardians is making a ton of money. Um, and, but again, they, I don't know if they've found that, uh, like, who are they going to rely on? Like they, have they relied on like the core, you know, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, right. you know, for so long, it's like, where, how are they going to, like, I know like they have Spider-Man in their pocket, you know, but Spider-Man again is, is you can't, it's hard to rely, just put everything on Tom Holland's sh- shoulders and, and he, and he's kind of playing a both sides with Sony and Marvel, right? So
2: I just picked this little kid, between a little kid between two parents, Sony and Marvel.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and again, I mean, with the rumors surrounding who they're casting for fantastic four, I think if, if they hit on that, that could be, that could be really well received. You know, you have someone like if Adam driver is, you know, gonna, if he's really going to be, um, uh, I think they have Adam driver and, I forget who else, but I mean Adam Driver by himself is a good good get for them. And who, if they can wait, who is, on that, who is he supposed to be playing, Mister Fantastic? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's just very. Yeah. It's, I think it's like I don't know if it's, they haven't officially said it's him, but from what I've right. read and they're and the, in the uh, but like all the big uh, like Variety, Hollywood Reporter are saying like they basically offered him the the role and 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 they're pretty confident they're going to announce it soon, but um and some of the other they, they have other big names attached to like sue storm and stuff so i think i think marvel is sort of you know ca- casting these these roles with with some big names because i think they've they've realized they don't have that right now you know that that's that's again and i mean and just because you cast someone that's great obviously it doesn't mean it's going to work out but it, it does help um so yeah it's uh, i'm i'm hopeful I mean, I, I, again, I'm looking forward to Kang dynasty because, uh, the director of Shang-Chi is directing that. Oh, nice. Um, and he's actually someone I, I, he was one of my first film teachers in film wow. school. So cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, I was kind of cool seeing h sort of his, uh, trajectory. Um, and, uh, and he hit it out of the park with Shang-Chi. So I'm looking forward to that just for those reasons. But again, we don't know what's happening with with King, uh, going forward. But hopeful, but you know, I'm still gonna go. I'm still gonna get my button in, into this seats. Right, <laughs> they have my money. I mean, yeah. <laughs> whether a movie sucks or not, I'm gonna give it a shot. You know, um, I'm still subscribed to Disney Plus, so it's uh, the, in that sense, like it, you know, the, it's working. But um, but my enjoyment of it, you know, is yet to be seen.
1: One of the things I'm really looking forward to since I saw the trailer is Secret Invasion. That looks cool. That looks cool. It does like a really action-packed, like spy thriller with Nick Fury. Like I don't know, like just something about the trailer. I'm like, I'm sold on this. I'm I'm going to be watching this. And I I guess it 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 is a series, right? Not a movie. It is a stream. Yeah, it's a
0: series. Yeah. yeah, it's a series.
1: Okay, great. So, because like I'm, I'm definitely going to be watching that when it comes out, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see Samuel L. Jackson back as Nick Fury because they, they took him off the board for a while and put him into outer space, but it's, it's good to see him back, and I, I guess this is kind of his, his swan song as the character, I assume, which will, will be interesting to see. It's a
2: shame, but he is in his 70s, so he could probably. Like, i know maybe. yeah
1: oh, is he really wow yeah, he is, yeah he, yeah. is. He, he's, wow. yeah
2: he does look good for his age though, oh yeah you're right yeah he's doing great for his age yeah, if i if i had a two cents just to like my direction on the on phase four that was just i was trying to boil this down while you guys were talking um just basically after the infinity saga ended everything else feels like a spin-off right that's that's yeah. that's the best thing I can think because it's they have this big cohesive plan, and now uh, and now it's done after and now that part is done after Avengers End Game. I mean, I know they had lots of. I mean, maybe COVID didn't help, or you know, it, right? I'm sure I'm sure it didn't help because it didn't help anybody. But basically, everything you know, hits misses all. Everything feels like a different spin off. Now it's not as cohesive. They are are they interconnected? Yeah, but they're all like all of, like now I'm watching rodents instead of Mary Tyler Moore. You, you know, it's a, a terrible example, but yeah, you know, it's like I'm I'm it, they're all different. They're all different. They're they're the whole the cohesiveness isn't there.
1: Yeah, I kind of had the same feeling where it seems kind of not completely directionless, but that like it yeah it definitely doesn't have that same vibe of like. This is a cohe what one cohesive story, which like I get, I, I feel like even in phase one, they were kind of faking it because they, they didn't know whether really they were going to be able to tell this story. But even when they were faking it, it it's it feels like they, they had one giant plan the whole time. Like it comes off that way.
2: Well, they, or they weren't like they were like, OK, well, maybe we can move a little further, maybe a little further. And then they're like, once it really hit the rails, they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is actually working." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I, I, and and part of me wants to think, okay, because I remember sort of in the midst of phase two, I kind of had a the same sort of mm-hmm. feeling. Yes, you know, yeah. that there was obviously this this one bigger plot line going on, but it seemed like there was a lot of random ish spinoff stuff and that some of the main plot line stuff wasn't working quite as well. Age of Ultron was good, but not, you know, in my opinion, not as good as, you know, the Avengers the original Avengers movie and, um, you know, guardians of the galaxy. Where did these guys come from an amazing movie? But how does this tie in? Like there was a lot of question marks in my mind about how this fit. And so I'm cautiously optimistic that that's where we're at. Kind of here is that they're, they're, you know, it looks like a lot of disparate pieces that are all going to slowly come together. Like you have the the uh, I can't remember if there was an official name for it, but the Dark Avengers, you know, coming together with um U.S. Agent and War Machine and and um, well, they're doing Thunderbolts. Yeah, Ooh. that's right. I yeah. think that yeah, yeah. that's I think
0: that's the movie that's going to end phase four and. Yeah, and
3: but and then on the other side of the ball, you have sort of Nick Fury's group who's going to come together throughout um, Secret Invasion. And then at the end of that, then you have, like, the whole Kang arc start to come into it and everybody realizing, oh, this is the real bad guy <laughs> that we're going to have to face. So at least the, I'm hoping it's something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, may, maybe in, in hindsight, we'll be like, Oh, yeah, of course, you know, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, exactly, exactly. I want to kind of wrap up with one really fun question, which is, do you guys have a dream MCU adaptation, like a story or a character they haven't done yet that you really want to see them bring to life? I guess for me, I, I would really like to see them do. um spider-man and venom in the mcu
0: oh my gosh yes yes yes
1: we need which they kind of have hinted at already (laughs) right yeah (laughs) which was fun and i'm like but no i really need to see spider-man fight venom (laughs) that'd be really awesome
2: i'd be more like i they do so many like big spectacle ones i i'm i'm more thinking of more of the maybe not quite guardians of the galaxy level but there there's um oh this one would be hard cuz they already did a show called uh, a show on netflix called the defenders but there was a show called there was an actual comic book called the defenders which had some of the avengers in it too where they were like they were basically a bunch of superheroes that did not get along they were fam- they were called a not they're often called a non team because they <laughs> they really had trouble sticking together <laughs> but, um it had, it had like it had some of the Biggest egos of the like it had the Hulk, Namor, uh, Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange, and Ooh. they would they would get they would get they would, so so like four yeah, so for the, so for the most powerful beings ever, and they were just they'd get in fights more than anything else, yeah. They just did not and, get along, <laughs> yeah. So it's like saving the world from themselves half the time, and and there were other heroes in there too. Nighthawk, Valky- Valkyrie was actually in there, and it's, it would be just basically seeing a bunch of screw ups with, with you know. <laughs> trying to save the world from them from themselves would be interesting. And then they already have kind of, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they could even do this one either now, because now they have what's called damage control in the MCU. Um, a group called damage control. I read, I read a couple of issues of that. The damage control I'm familiar with is the, is kind of the, the goofier side of it where, you know, damage control cleans up after the superhero Messes and then they have to, you know, wackiness ensues when they when they you know accidentally find some mystical rock that's still alive or or some undead thing that's still they they have trouble finding a way to contain them or um or you guys mentioned like the how real world you know how how the all these fights impact real people uh real people and then they'd have they'd have things where like someone would some store owner would be mad because they tried to make a claim after this. Big superhero battle, but insurance would reject would re- reject their claims because, oh, well, we can't, we can't, uh, we can't honor your claim. I'm like, why not? My my store got wrecked. Well, your store got wrecked on a battle with Thor, so technically that's an act of God, so we can't cover oh. it. <laughs> so, it's just stuff yeah. like that. I remember yeah, so that one. technically, it's an act of God, so we can't. So we're not going to cover your, uh, honor your claim. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. just, just I. I I love all the big grand scale stuff. I just at this point, I want to laugh at something silly.
1: Yeah, which, which reminds me, too, of another kind of which would make a funny kind of lower scale comedy, which is the uh, oh, and I forget the name of this group. They're all the Z list. Spider-Man villains got together and formed a supervillain team. Legion of losers. No, it was called the, oh so. the, the superior foes of Spider-Man.
2: Oh my gosh! That had boomerang and beetle yeah. and rhino <laughs> oh and but they're shocker. All like the
1: Z list villains. <laughs> oh yeah. Shocker, and- who
2: basically looks like he wore a quilt. He was he. he literally did wear a quilt. Yeah. Uh,
1: yes, yeah. for yeah, yeah, yeah. Those
2: are those guys are great. The superior. Oh gosh, they were awful.
1: Yeah that 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 would make a funny just a straight up comedy in the MCU. Like yeah, that one. Really one of the guys, funny. his
2: name was Boomerang. It wasn't even Captain Boomerang from DC. It was just he was no. just called Boomerang. He was that he was that bad.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and we need a good uh, a good Howard the Duck yes! movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> to to replace the old terrible <laughs> Howard the Duck movie.
1: <laughs> oh, I saw that when I
3: was a kid too. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like
1: I saw it at like a relative's house on like on the T V or like not on TV, actually. I think it was on VHS tape, but it was just like this even as a kid, I was like, what the
0: heck? <laughs> what
2: is yeah. this?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think I think if I had my druthers, I'd I'd really want them to do Civil War more like the comics. Um because it was it was good for what it was. But in comparison to the comics, it was very slapdash. You know, it was it was a single. You know, the reality is to do the comics justice, you'd have to have a TV series. Um, and you know what we got was a single movie, and it was good. Um, and I, I loved it. But the comics, the comic Civil War was just so huge and so good, and there were so many levels to it that you couldn't explore in a single movie. Yeah. So that's that's what I would want. There's, there's no way to do it, right? Because you know we've already. Skin that cat. <laughs> you can so. do an animated series. Yeah, that's true.
1: You definitely do that.
3: Yeah, and they and they did what if? Yes. Like that's what I. That's that if you had you know three years ago if you'd asked me I would have said oh I would have loved to see because I collected the what if comics like crazy. Um, I have no idea why I latched onto that, but <laughs> but I have a ton of those. <laughs> what about you,
0: Andrew? Uh, do you have
1: a dream project
0: yeah i mean I mean obviously they're they're gonna do secret wars, so that that's that's obviously one that I hope they really <laughs> nail because again and as far as the comics are concerned um just like civil war it's such a big event and and to do it justice, you have to have a really good build up to it and and uh obviously they've played around with the multiverse aspect a lot with these uh especially with the TV shows with, with, with Loki and, uh, and WandaVision and, and, um, uh, you know, and Multiverse of Madness and, and that film. So, and 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 even, uh, Shang-Chi uh, a little bit, it's still not, there's nothing concrete enough to where it's like, oh yeah, this is where they're going. You know, it's like, yeah, we know there's right. Kang, but like, and Secret Wars, I know it's kind of far away, but like, again, it took three phases to get the, you know, end game. Um, so it's like, okay, what are, and, and like we met, like I mentioned earlier, you know, we, we haven't met the fantastic four yet. We haven't met any X-Men yet. (laughs) Um, so they play big roles in the comics, obviously, uh, in secret wars. Uh, so that's something I'm looking forward to. And I hope they, they nail, I mean, another one that comes to mind is Avengers versus X-Men Um, just one of my favorite crossover uh, or big Marvel event comics so again you have to have you have to establish the X-Men Yep, and you have to have basically establish the the OG Avengers again Um, which you know you could do obviously with multiverse stuff uh, and uh, but like if they if that's something that they're willing to do down the line um, gosh I would love to see that Uh, and World War Hulk would be awesome too. I know there's like yeah. hints of it in Thor Ragnarok. They kind of hint at it at the end of she, the She Hulk series. Maybe that there, we'll see some version oh, of that. Yeah. yeah, this is my son, and you're like, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> exactly. Um. So yeah, I mean, I doubt we'll get the sort of a uh, faithful adaptation um, in the comics because it would basically turn Hulk into to a villain, <laughs> but um killing a lot of his best friends, but, uh, you know, I, I would love to see like some, some version of it. And maybe if they do like, you know, kind of like what DC said, they're going to do like these sort of Else yeah, movies, but just do like, if Marvel wants to do like a sort of, what if on a cinematic level, you know, that'd be cool to, to kind of visit these sort of, uh, big comic events that, that are really going to fit in the, the MCU, uh, proper. So, uh, and you know I think something that they should do and God, I they pro- I know they won't but <laughs> I would because uh, uh, they're too dumb uh but uh like I loved I'm I'm so happy Daredevil's back and I'm looking forward yes. to the Daredevil series Oh I
1: completely forgot I just, about I, that. Yeah.
0: Yeah and I would just love to see Spider-Man and Daredevil together. Like they're 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 such great friends like in the comics and they have such good like storylines together. Like, I know they say Spider Man for all this big cinematic stuff, but if they can bring Spider Man down a bit on a street level sort of thing. And Daredevil is such a popular character. Like, I I think they could easily do, like, a. Even a movie, like a Spider Man Daredevil movie, I would make a crap ton of money. And you wouldn't have to, like. It wouldn't have to be, like, a multiverse space sort of thing. Uh, You know, it could just be a street level. A uh, film with with Spider Man that features Spider Man and Daredevil's two of their most popular on screen characters. Um, so man, I would I hope I I would love if they just did that. If if like if they surprise me and like you know Tom Holland appears on the Daredevil show like for one episode, I'd be so happy. But I, I would just love to just see them together. Yeah. Like I hope I hope I know that they have big plans for Daredevil on uh, on streaming, but I hope. Uh, they fit him into the the cinematic uh, uh, MCU films as well.
1: Well, I, I wanted to see him in No Way Home, and I'm glad that he appeared as Matt Murdoch. Right, as, yeah. I like the, cam- the camera was great. lawyer. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. But yeah, we need to see them together as superheroes. I remember one of the first um, Ultimate Marvel comics that I read was a Spider Man Daredevil team up, and it was great. And in fact, oh, like, it's
0: always great when they're together. And yeah.
1: We, well, And I think they were also together. I remember that I read this title at about. Oh, this must have been in the mid 2000s. There was a title called. I think it was called just New Avengers. And it had Daredevil and Spider-Man and Wolverine and a couple of other really cool characters on the Mm -hmm. Avengers.
2: And Luke Cage. And and Luke Cage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like that. I liked that. That lineup
2: of Avengers And Ant-Man and Ant-Man Jarvis dated. It was interesting.
1: Oh, wait. I don't remember. Well. I only think I read the first couple of story arcs of that. So I I guess I didn't get to that part. (laughs) But I I, I liked that team. So that would be something cool to see in the MCU. And just one random thing that I I know it exists and I would like to see it. So if if we're going to have the X-Men, we're going to have to see the Savage Land eventually. And that is something yeah. I would like to see on screen. And oh, that was Ke- so cool. And the Savage, that sort of Tarzan <laughs> yeah. caveman guy who lives in the <laughs> Savage Land and has a pet saber-toothed tiger. And he's basically a pulp, like Edgar Rice Burroughs sort of pulp adventure character <laughs> in comic book form. And I love that stuff. And so I would love to see him. I, I don't think it would make any money. I mean, maybe, because it would have dinosaurs in it. But I mean... <laughs> But <laughs> I would just like to see that just because I'm a dinosaur nut and I like classic pulp adventure. So that would be really fun to see. But uh, do did, did you guys have any other thoughts on the MCU before we wrap up?
2: Oh, just be good. Yeah, just be yeah. good. <laughs> just be yeah. good please. We'll, yeah. we'll go with we'll also. Your, I'll t- end with it. Yeah, the ET
0: motto. Be good. Be good. Yes.
2: <laughs> be good. Like, take
0: your time. Take your time. Don't like just shell out, you know, Disney Plus series and movies like they're nothing. Like right, you Just Give, know, give it, it, me it, it, give me a story. decent
2: Loki season two to start with, and I'll be okay. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. yes. Absolutely.
2: And, and, and alligator Loki, bring back you know, alligator Loki. Please.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: I'm seeing that everywhere now in like memes and artwork and stuff. So that, that really hit a
3: chord with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's funny because it like it was real big, and then it kind of got quiet, and then it's yeah. come back again. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of like the MCU itself. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: So on that note, um, I'd like to thank our patrons who make Coffee and Comics possible and all the shows at StarQuest, including Layla L., Marie and Daniel M., Christopher N., Kristen R., and Deacon Gregory W. Their generous donations help us to continue to create the Secrets of Movies and TV Shows, and you can join them at sqpn.com slash give. And now we'd love to hear from you, our listeners. What is your favorite MCU movie, your most anticipated MCU project? We want to hear from you. And you can let us know on our Facebook page or on Twitter, or you can send an email to secrets at sqpn.com or visit our Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. It it's a great community, lots of fun discussions. So definitely check it out until next time. David Hanlos, Thank you for joining me on coffee and comics. Thank you. It's been great. And Pat Mason. Thank you as well. Oh, you're very welcome. It's been a blast. And Andrew Hermes. Thank you.
0: Thanks. This was a lot of fun.
1: And once again, I'm Thomas Salerno and thank you for listening to coffee and comics. Part of the secrets of movies and TV shows on StarQuest.
2: Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. PlayStation Portable. Find it wherever fine podcasts
1: are found or at starquest.fm slash PSP.